win a five-game winning streak on the lake. I didn't think that was possible at any point in this season. If you'd have told me this in October, I'd have said you're crazy. No way. Yeah, I didn't think we'd see five games, five wins in a season after that own fourth start. It looked like we were going to get the number one and number two pick. Right. Right. We come a long way from there, right? If we had the number one and number two. Came a long way. Man, shout a out. A long to way them. in terms of the draft. Uh, uh, I don't even know where we're drafting that now with our own pick. Right. Speaking of that, we did secure the number one pick thanks to Carolina being booty. Um, we can get into that a little bit later, but we do want to start with the game at hand. The Bears did beat the Falcons as we figured they would. They beat them pretty handily, 37 to 17 on New Year's Eve. Um, Justin Fields had a one of his best games of his career, 268 yards through the air. Uh, DJ Moore had 159 and a touchdown. They were just they were locked up sink for from from the uh, from the coin toss. It seems like, yeah, I think well, the first play of the game was like a twenty yard pass to DJ Moore. Yeah, that that. that guy, I don't want to break that up. I would. I don't want to lead. I don't want to show my hand as far as where I'm at with the uh, the ongoing. Do we need to bring him back or should we move on? But the connection they have has been pretty special this season. It's been probably the best quarterback wide receiver connection. You know, maybe in Bears history. You no, know, you know what? I don't want to go that far because that's that's ridiculous. I did. We did see Cutler and Brandon Marshall. So. But it's I, been a, it's been a good this, connection. This this connection, he's got thirteen hundred yards on the year, and remember, uh, Justin missed four games, and mm-hmm. the Bajan to Moore connection didn't sustain Moore's. I, this might be more lethal than Cutler, Brandon Marshall in terms of stretching stretching the field and putting more pressure on defenses. I get I'll give it another year, but it's it, it's it's up there with that Cutler to Marshall. So there's no one else. Justin's looking for when he gets after he gets the ball, he's looking directly at uh, DJ. I can't. After Tyler Scott dropped that in the end zone, I mean, this is the second long pass he's thrown to Tyler Scott where Scott's flat out misjudged it. That's two touchdowns off the board this year, two long ones that Scott misjudged, mistimed, whatever you want to call it. We both didn't believe that the Atlanta Falcons run defense could keep them from keep the Bears from being successful on the ground. I think we both had that coming into the game that uh, that we should be able to win that matchup. And we did in a major way. Uh, Khalil Herbert, back to back season best. The Bears, the Bears uh, rushing game combined for 37 carries, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Khalil Herbert, as I mentioned, he had 18 of them for 124 and a touch. Second, second straight week with a touchdown. Khalil Herbert is looking like a a bona fide running back one so far in the last month of the season. Yeah, he is. Um, you saw Dante Foreman was inactive too, but um, this is kind of the Herbert we saw last year that was pushing Montgomery for uh, carries and. Pretty much worked himself into an even, uh, even 
timeshare with uh David Montgomery. So it's good to see Herbert looking uh more like himself from last year. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Roshan got in the end zone too. He had 21, 21 yards on seven carries. Um, Still waiting for Roshan to to get that game where he's get those fifteen touches. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Khalil Herbert's he he's letting it be known that he he's he's the uh, H and I see in that backfield. It could happen next week as we're running out the clock uh, on the Packers season. You know, with that second half uh fourteen point lead and we're just. Watching the cheese, the cheese head tears fall. Well, we we can have a uh, pull our number ones. Let the young guys go out there and scrap it up. I like that. As def- that that can happen. I can foresee that. I could foresee that happening definitely. Um, some other wide receivers that get into the mix. Tyler Scott, you know, two catches for fifteen yards. Um, Cole Komet, he was pretty much. He didn't practice a lot last week after leaving the game no. early against the Arizona Cardinals. He didn't play a lot either. No, he didn't, which it was surprising to me after they had said that he was active and then didn't play at all. Pretty much didn't play. You got a fantasy I'm, league I'm, championship last week. Shame on you, Eberflus and Bears. Could have cost some young guy some money. I I started Cole Komet in one of my – actually, I started Cole Komet, yeah, in the league that I was going for the title. I started for I started Cole Komet. It, it it didn't it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt me. I ended up winning going away. So it was, you know, but as you said, don't don't do that. Don't play with people's emotions like that. Don't if he's not that. gonna play, just say that. Just 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 and just deactivate him. So I don't I don't know how many snaps Komet get got, but I don't remember him getting a target. And the majority of the game I no saw target. Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis out there. Tunyon got four targets, three catches for 40 yards. Um, Mercedes Lewis didn't get any targets. Had some good blocks, though. He did. He did. That's that's what you really – for an aging tight end, that's what you need to be out there doing. Hitting somebody in the head. Go go block somebody, please, because this is a running back. This is a running team. We definitely need that. We need that on the edge. A- as you saw, we were running, running a lot of sweeps and a lot of um, – Power drags yesterday. Oh, yeah, they, they controlled that line of scrimmage. But we can get that all that in a second. The first thing, going into this game, when we talked about it in our preview, Justin hadn't had a game of uh, over 90 yards quarterback rating in four weeks. And the Falcons didn't allow any quarterbacks to be that good in like the last month and a half. Justin left that game with almost 100 rating. 20 for 32, a touchdown through the air, touchdown rushing. It was, you know, other other than the, the two four-touchdown games that he had early in, in October, this was probably his best game of his career. Yeah, uh, I liked it because there was no turnovers. And there was nothing even close, well, except for the end where he uh, got sacked and fumbled. But... Uh, when the game was in question, there were there were no there was no even dangerous throws. It was not even a throw where I thought, oh, that could have been picked. Um, mm-hmm. It was one or two errant throws, but he was safe with the ball. He threw it away. He uh, got out the pocket, um, and the offensive line did a pretty a pretty decent job protecting. It was a couple breakdowns um, on that run where he turned into Superman. We broke about two tackles and spinned out of uh, another one. 
Yeah, this is a very good game from Justin. This this is the Justin Fields conundrum. This is why fans look at him and don't want to part ways with him. And this is why other GMs would love to acquire him. And you heard it. You heard it in the stands. They said, bring Justin back. It and was... you hear it throughout the locker room. I mean, it's, it's not a support where guys are saying, you know, the cliches, he's working hard, we believe in him. No, they, they, they really went out of their way to say that Justin is a man here and he should be long-term, especially when you get a guy like DJ Moore saying he doesn't see why you would draft those other guys. He's, he's being very direct with his assessment. Uh, of course, DJ says that because DJ's eating from Justin. Just he don't want to stop that at all. Yeah, this is the best season DJ has ever had, and I think DJ is up for contract in, in another two years. I think he's I think he signed a three year extension with Carolina. I, I, he'll be a free agent before he's thirty, and for a receiver, you can still get paid. So I, I'm, I'm sure DJ wants to keep this going because he wants one more payday. DJ Moore signed a three-year, $61.8 million contract with Carolina that included a $19.5 million signing bonus, $41 million of it was guaranteed. And this was in 2020. This was in 2020, 21 at the end of that season. So um, after – DJ can make another $20 million per year easy again if he was a free agent. Yeah. So this was the first year of that deal. And <laughs> – as that deal is written out, the Bears can get out of the contract after 2024. Um, but you doubt that's going to happen. Um, the the no, contract ends, like you said, at, at uh, oh yeah, the contract ends officially at two, 2020 after the 2025 season. So yeah, he can definitely you know get the Bears again for another large payday if yeah. he keep, keeps this up. Yeah, DJ got one more in him. He'll be under 30 when that contract in so he's got one more nice long-term deal in him all right so the question on everybody's mind can justin fields be this guy that we saw against atlanta can he be that full-time going forward i think yes i think justin can um i don't know if it'll be here but i do think this is the this is a Justin Fields you can see um, going forward. He's a guy with a strong arm, and he's he's actually pretty accurate uh, on downfield throws. And you saw a lot of deep throws uh, yesterday. I, I think this game played the Justin strengths, and it highlighted what he does well. He was he uh, was able to get some chunk yardage plays with some Zion runs, and even improvisational scrambles and. Keeping his eyes downfield and connected with some of the receivers. I think this is what Justin Fields is. I think this is the Justin Fields you envisioned when he was drafted. I think this is the guy he can be going forward. You got to remember, Justin Fields at Ohio State uh, had his second year interrupted by COVID. So I think they played six games. So this is not a guy that came in uh, to the NFL with a lot of passing attempts and a lot of times, a lot of, you know, uh, snaps in, in college. He wasn't a three year starter like Trevor Lawrence. So I think. Even when Justin Fields was drafted, he had about a year and a half. There was going to be a learning curve. There was going to be an adjustment. He had to learn how to play at this at this level. So I think this can be the Justin Fields going going forward. He was in the building. He heard the fans, but he cannot be, he cannot let that emotion you know weigh into no when it's 
decision. He's got to, he's got to, yeah, he's got to move, remove himself from it and make the best business decision there is. And speaking, speaking logically, it is, we, you got to take, you got to take all the information that, that that's available. You don't, you this let week 18. I'm, I'm no, it's not. That. This is not an easy decision. And I'm, and as I stand here, I've said on the show before, I'm pro Justin Fields. However, um, I can see why you would want to move away from him. And it's not necessarily all due to him. There is a guy coming into the NFL that is one of the best quarterback prospects we have seen in years. One of the best quarterback prospects coming out we've seen in years. The quarterback is the most important position on a team in the NFL by far, by a pretty significant gap. You have to do your due diligence on this offseason situation because you cannot afford to pass up Caleb Williams if he's the second coming of Pat Mahomes or even Joe Burrow. You cannot let that. You can't do that. I know Bears fans love Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields, too. But you don't want to see Caleb Williams some in some other uniform for 15 years, racking up all pro after all pro after all pro, making deep playoff runs. Unless Justin Fields is doing the same. Yeah, you got to be super sure of this. This is not a this is not a decision that I would want to make. I, I'm glad I'm not in charge because I, I have my opinions. <laughs> definitely, I mean, because it's hard to it's hard to dissociate logic from emotion. And we being yeah. fans, we are de- we definitely have an emotional tie to it. And, and Justin's a good kid too. By all. You know, by all means, he's a he's a guy you want to pull for. Yeah, he's a humble kid. Yeah. You know, he hasn't pissed us off like Jay Cutler or Mitch or Rex. You know, all three of them guys said something stupid that made me. I can't support this guy. Rex going into a Packers game saying he was more focused on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Jay Cutler, just his attitude, and Mitch turning off TVs, and you're not in the building with us. We see you on the field, Mitch, you know. Yeah, I again you you want you want to separate emotion from logic, but I, I had a logical reason to get rid of all three of those guys and a very good emotional reason. And emotional. But yeah, it was all three. And and, yeah. and, and speaking of the highs and lows and merry go rounds with Justin Fields, that actually triggered I mean, you said that that triggered a memory of Jay Cutler, because Jay Cutler there were times you looked at that guy and was like, wow, this is a franchise quarterback. You know, Jay had some moments where he looked great on the field. And then he would go back to five interceptions for them in the red zone against San Francisco. I, I, five interceptions against Green Bay, riding the bike against Green Bay in the playoff game. I mean, the highs and lows with Jay Cutler, that you 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 trigger that memory when you talk about that with Justin Fields. And I think the Bears would have been best served moving on from Jay Cutler a couple years before. I think what did, what year did they separate from 2015? That was the last year here, right? I believe 2015, it was 15. 2015. Yeah. Good. Way too long for a guy. Yeah. We should have never paid him. We should have never paid him that last contract. We should have just said, you know what? We'll take whatever. Cover. We should have took whatever bum that was available and said, you know, we're going to save some money at least. He was paying oh, they got him. a bomb next year. The yeah. great um, Mike Glennon. 
I don't, we should have gotten earlier because no, nah, <laughs> we, we, when we extended Cutler is is the reason that I was like, you know what, man, we already know what we got with Cutler. We might as well just save some money. We're not winning. Might as well just save some money. Ugh. I hated them years. <laughs> Moving on. The defense had themselves again another day. They held the Falcons to 17 yards. Um, 17 yards. They only they only had a net yardage. Uh, they held the Falcons to 17 points. They only had a net yardage of 307 yards. Again, that is elite. That is elite. That is Especially that is you great. Look at a lot of yardage being piled up when the lead is already 20 plus. Elite. They only gave up 173 through the air. They had four turnovers. Tyreek Stevens, your boy, your boy. He's he playing picks. balling. Yeah. Four interceptions for the defense. That TJ Edwards once again okay. knows for the ball. Yeah. It is this defense. Who got the other interceptions? We got. We got. Uh, it was. Where is it? Uh, Kyler Gordon. Gordon, right. He's he's been balling all year. This defense, man. I, whatever they got cooking, I don't want it to stop. This is they they've been the heart of this team. They've they've led to wins. They've kept us in games that we had no business being in. Each and every one of them, not Eddie Jackson. Each and every one of them, I want them all back next season. All back, and if and I've if that means we got about the defense, one and, and and I'm, there's always one breakdown per game that is just inexplicable. The Tyler Algier 75 yard screen, um, last week it was the Amari Cooper, I don't know, 55 yard pass. They have one. Seems like they have one play each game where they kind of. But that's my only complaint because the majority of the of the Falcons yards were on that Algier screen. Uh, the 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 Greg Dorch play uh, for the Cardinals. It seems like every week there's just one play where where they just break down tackling angles. Maybe if maybe when they move on from Eddie, that those breakdowns won't happen. Yeah, I blame Eddie for that. <laughs> I think Rightfully that was Eddie's so. fault. <laughs> Kyler Gordon could have played that screen better. Um, he fell for the bait. You can't fall for the bait. When you see the offensive lineman go right past you. They're setting up a screen. Kyler, you got to know better exactly. than that. Yeah. Montez Sweat. He, I mean, he didn't rack up many yard, um, many statistical um, achievements in this game, but his his presence is being felt. They, the offensive line's got to give him so much, so much attention. It is letting yeah. Walker, um, other guys, yeah, like Jesse, Dexter. Everybody's Jones, everybody's a lot Jones better. Yes, everyone's better because of sweat. Everyone's better because of sweat. His his addition to the team has been incalculable. There is not a stat that you can put put towards him. Everything he's made the defense that much better, and I cannot wait to see him for a full season with this team. I think I don't want to get beside myself because I want to hold this one for our offseason talks uh, when we do you know projections and everything. Like that. But I think this team, when they're when they're fully healthy 
and got a full offseason to, to to get together and maybe have a better, maybe have a more dedicated defensive coordinator, this thing could be a top five defense over a season. I think over the last eight games, they've been a top five defense. When you look around the National Football League over the last eight games, I think you can say with confidence that they've been a top five defense. Obviously, I I, I take Baltimore. Baltimore's the best defense in the game right now. I'd probably take Cleveland. Um, I would have took Miami, so they got a 50-piece hung on my, um, your uh, probably 2023 MVP. But um, I think they're I think they're top five already. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, it's been it's been the back half of the season, at least last ten weeks. But I think they can do this. They, they can just like what Baltimore's doing. They can go in the end as a legit elite defense, and we've seen that in Lottery. Chicago a lot. A team that can yeah. a team that can um, stop you from moving the ball and take the ball from you. And make big plays. It's been, it's been a while, but we've seen it before. And I think I have that same feeling with this with this group. This group is special. I want them to build on this to close in on this close in on this Justin Fields uh, conversation. Um, it's been it's been a roller coaster this season. We've had we've had those, we've had what nine eight or nine four quarter turnovers. We've had those games in which. Let that those turnovers led to losses. We've had we had that game, the first game against Minnesota. We, but we did also have that game versus Denver, that game versus Washington. This game, the second, the first game back from his thumb injury against Detroit. What a force of um, of performances, but we just needed to be a little bit more more consistent. See, this I think this game is more in the middle of those four great um, performances he's had this season. But if he, if he can just do this. 260 yards, one touchdown. I mean, I'm fine with that. You know, make make the make the make the right plays and don't kill us. That is that is that's good enough for a franchise quarterback. And with this defense, we can win yeah, a lot a of games with that. Getting a lead and entrusting it to this defense, I feel really good about right now. Get us a lead if the other team can score 20, you got to tip your hat to them because this defense is balling. Mm-hmm. So you, you get out to a lead, and, and I, if you can get out to a lead with this defense going into next year, I feel confident this defense can get you double-digit wins. But not just the defense, the running game too. We get we get out to an early game, lead. Yeah. You can't – there's no reason why we should ever give the ball back. Nobody's stopping us from running. Nobody's stopping us from moving the chains. No one's really scoring on us. No matter what type of team you are, it is. Man, look. I want to fast forward to next year, but I also want to rewind and at least get two of those Broncos, Lions, Browns games to be W's because I think this team would be an exciting team to see in the playoffs, and and would be would be a tough out in the first round. Oh yeah. For, I mean, if if they face the Eagles right now, the Eagles would be in trouble. I don't think I don't think the Eagles or the Lions would want to host the Bears in a playoff game next weekend. We smoking the Eagles. We put, <laughs> we rolled we rolled them up. We smoking them. <laughs> that, that Eagle pack, yeah, it's gonna smoke good too. 
That defense cannot stop anybody. I don't know what no. happened. Uh, oh, I don't know what happened. Sean DeSai probably is going to be uh, back on the market next year because somebody has to take has got a role for this Eagles. You gave up 35 to the Cardinals. Cardinals aren't playing for anything but but better draft position. Shout out to the Cardinals. Shout out to the Cardinals. They're, they're not playing for anything but better draft position. And at this point, um, can't get any better than number two because we top two and we not number two. No. Kyler Murray and James Conner, they had a day against the Eagles. Other than whoever they lined up in front of Chris Johnson, Hassan Reddick or whomever, they had their they, – they, the defensive line didn't struggle against Arizona, but they just – the Murray was just getting, getting to him. He was completing passes down the middle, getting the ball to James Conner. James Conner was – he was pushing them around for a lot, lot of time of that game. Uh, Jalen Carter had a sack. He had a pretty easy sack. It was a finger – you know, fingernail, one of them type of sacks. But mm-hmm. – um, the, the Eagles, yeah, they just look a mess right now. They don't have any type of – they just don't have that bravado that they that they usually have. And I think if, they, if the Bears have snuck in, like into the playoffs, and say seen them first round, we we getting them. We getting them. And, and, and that's the other encouraging thing about what I've seen from the Bears the last couple of weeks. You know, you could say their competition. I remember people were like, well, uh, oh, they played Joe Flacco. Well, the Browns are still kicking ass. Mm. You know, the Browns have been playing good football – against everybody except for when they seen the Bears. The Cardinals have been a scrappy team, and the Bears pretty much dominated them. I, I, I know it became a little closer at the end, but that, that Bears-Cardinals game was never really in doubt. I think the Bears got out to a 21-0 lead. It was cut down to 21-7. I think it was 24-14. It was never in doubt. The Bears have been not only beating teams, they've been beating teams handily, and they went into Cleveland and – for about 55 minutes, they were kicking ass on that field. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, from start to finish, the Bears look like the better team. And the Browns are one of the better teams in the AFC. The Browns are, are going to be a team Crazy. in the AFC. Nobody's going to want to play. Not with the way that defense Crazy. is playing. Not with the way Flacco was throwing the ball. It's really crazy. Well, I think Flacco's a little smoking mirrors. At some point, he oh, he definitely is. You, you you can't throw three picks in a game. I, I'm I'm sorry and expect to to win. I mean the Bears. As much as that was the Browns winning, that was a case of the Bears just really blowing it. There there was there was no excuse was, for that. Yeah. You, you had the Robert Tunyon drop. You had the Mooney drop. You had they had the perfect oh that Amari Cooper uh, touchdown. They had the perfect coverage. I don't, that should have been a pick. The Bears just fell asleep on that play. Bears fell asleep a couple times, and the Browns were able to win. I think you could chalk that up to to experience as much as anything. The Bears got a, other than Eddie Jackson, they got a really young secondary. Everybody back there playing is in their first or second year. You know, these are these are young guys out there. Wait, this is this is Brisker's second year. Oh, uh, this might be Brisker's. Uh, he came in with polls. He was he was polled. So yeah, this I guess this is the second year. Paul, this yeah, this is Briscoe and Gordon's second year. Well, it's not it's not Jalen's second year. It's his this is his third. Oh yeah, um, I'm sorry. This is no this I think this is this is Jalen's fourth year because that's why he's gonna be a yeah, free. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, we saw Terrell Smith a lot in there last oh. uh last year. He's another rookie. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're right though, but the overall point is right. This is a young secondary and 
they can be good together for a long time. If we control some costs, I'm sorry to hit, sorry to say it, you know, and I want everybody to get paid. But if we control some costs at the right in the right areas, I love see this So after as of right now, after losing to, after winning this game against Atlanta the way we did, was there anything we learned about this Bears thing that we didn't already know? Was there anything that we learned? Um, I want to reflect on our preseason predictions when we thought this could be a nine-win team sneaking to the playoffs. I, think I, said I learned that – you said 10? I learned that this I think is – that. I think you said 10. I think I said nine. I learned that this is – this is the team we thought it was. Um, They stunk it up the first four games, but – they are. They, I think they are who we projected them to be, and it's unfortunate that they're not going to be able to extend their season into the playoffs. I think they're as good as. I think they're as good as a lot of teams in that NFC playoffs. So I learned that today. They they are the team that we thought they were. Or yesterday, I'm sorry. I learned that yesterday. I expected this. What we have now, I expected this. Well, earlier in the season. I expected this defense to actually no, yeah. I didn't expect anything from defense. <laughs> defense has been Nothing this good. I thought they would be middle of the pack. Yeah. Welcome I thought surprise. they would be middle of the pack. That didn't uh, that meant that didn't materialize, you know, for a myriad of reasons. And I expected DJ to look at, you know, look amazing. DJ always looks amazing regardless of who's throwing him the ball. So yeah. this was this him having him having he, a career year. I, I'll admit, I think he's. I think he's a little. He's a little better than I thought he was. So yeah, he's a little better oh. than I thought he was. The the toughness in which he catches the ball is. I was yeah. well was w- w- a welcome sight. I watched him a little bit in Carolina. He would, he, he can all he would always catch. He could catch 50-50 balls. He would make tough catches. You know, at the at the line of scrimmage, down the middle of the field, down the sideline. But the way he catches balls now and doesn't doesn't just you know surrender, he gets oh, fights yeah, for the extra yards. That, that I didn't is, know he was this. I didn't know he was this physical. I knew he was. I knew he was built yes. more like a running back. But I didn't realize he was that physical. DJ will punish tacklers. He'll break tackles too. I mean, like you said, when he catches, you you see receivers when they catch the ball. They uh, Tyreek Hill. You see Tyreek Hill go down. Before there's even contact made, he'll give himself up. DJ Moore is fighting through tackles. He's he's going to catch the ball. He's he's going to keep going. When he catches the ball. His intent is he's not he's not done there. He's trying to take it to the house every time. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm looking. I'm I'm, I'm open. Like, hey man, just get down, man. Yeah, you know, extend 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 your. I don't like the extra hits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Extend your career a little, just a little bit. Let's go down. Let's get out of bounds. Yeah, you know, we've seen you know, Justin get himself up a lot more this year. I still cringe when Justin runs and wants to fight for those extra yards, but we've seen him get down a slide a lot more because he wasn't going to make it too long. If he, if he, I still cringe when he when he fights out of these sacks. Like sometimes Justin just throw the ball away. Yeah, some you you. I hope some of that comes with maturation, but uh, again, after this game. The I didn't learn anything new. I just I knew this team was better than they were. Than they were playing for the most for the first six seven weeks of the season. 
I knew they were better than this. And I'm happy now that it's finally showing in the in the win loss column. We are seven and nine. If you would have told me in week what four that a come come week eighteen you'll be seven and nine, I'm like no effing way. No, no effing way would be seven and nine. I there's no pathway for me to believe this. Just look, just look the way this season was turning out. I figured at this point of the uh, of the podcast, we'd be breaking down draft and who we think the next Bears quarterback would be. I definitely thought we'd be heading towards Black Monday. Uh, not to get too far ahead of myself, but there's a good chance Eberfuss will be coaching this team next year. And I didn't see any way that was possible. Not after week four, even after week 10. I was already compiling my names of replacements with Jim Harbaugh, Tomlin, the enemy, Ben Johnson. I would say the odds are over 50% that Eber Fools will be coaching this team next year. 50%. I'll actually go higher than that. I'll rest on us beating Green Bay. And I, to be honest with you, I don't think that game matters to him as far matters for his immediate future. I think you think it matters for justice. Us. Oh, it is it, definitely baked in. I don't think that game, I don't think anything hinges on that game. Um for Justin. But it's a part, it's a, it for for Justin. For Justin, okay. it, this is this is this is an important game for Justin because he has to again, consistency. He has to back he has to back this performance up with another performance. And it's and it, it definitely matters. For Eberflus, though, I think he's made enough of a statement, at least on one side of the ball, for him to for him to run it back. I remember there there was a clip we had. <laughs> like she'll be running back. It was funny then, but <laughs> It was funny then, but it's uh like hey, it's well, real. Yeah, yeah, so like what do we have here? <laughs> I don't think Getsy will be back though. I don't think Getsy is back, whether Justin is back or Eberflus is back. I well I hope. I hope they, they they look in the direction of another offensive coordinator. But every time I say that the Bears somehow manage to get a worse clown in here to coach offense. Can we get somebody who knows offense for for once, just one time? Yeah, that's that's where the biggest question mark for the offseason comes. It's like, what do we do with the uh, with the Getzy Justin um, marriage, if you will? That duo, I said it a week or so ago. They can't come back together. There's there's no, no way. And and I, and and I want to and I want to set my clock to it. Watch the play calling. In, in the season finale, watch the play clock. We had a good play. We had a good play designs um, this week. Now watch what we do next week. Let's see if we can. Let's see what happens. Um, we've had some struggles on the offensive line. We've had some. We've had some offensive line play better than they were. And now we're going back up against the back up against the other uh, Packers, who full circle back to week one. Yeah, full, back to back to week one, and we saw. All those passes near the near the line of scrimmage, all those screens. Let's see if you've learned something. Now he did learn. Getsy Getsy's play calling it did mature the second go round against uh, Detroit, second go round against the Vikings. 
it was not the same old, same old. So I expect to see yeah. that against Green Bay. I'm not holding my breath because it is Getsy we're talking about here. It's Getsy. Um, I feel like the Packers defense has regressed since that game, and the Bears offense has progressed. And the thing about Getsy is, you know, I don't really have many complaints for how he approaches the game. What I mean by that is the first quarter, there's good play designs, there's good rhythm being built up. And then for some reason, he fails to adjust. He fails to counter to what the defense wants to do. And then it all goes to I mean, he, he, even against the Falcons and the Cardinals and the Lions, you see us jump out to a fast start, but the second half is always a low. Or he might start back off right in the second half, and then it lulls. So the thing with Getsy is where is where is your counterpunch? You know, um, I felt like to bring up this coordinator, Fangio. Fangio would he would set up offenses, especially in that 2018 season. He would set up offenses and then finish them off in the second half. You know, he show a different look, and I felt like. He 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 did his job as a coordinator through. There was adjustments. I don't feel like you see good adjustments with Getsy throughout the game. Uh, that has been the knock on him. Other than him not putting Justin in the best position to be successful, the knock on Getsy is that, you know, he his things fall apart as the as the seasons or as the game progresses. The game progresses. So, yeah. So. It's definitely, it's definitely that has to be going on there. Uh, another, so as we're talking about the Packers, the game ended, we still had a, a shot at making the playoffs. Why didn't those Vikings and Packers tie? All they had to do was tie. All they had to do was tie. Of course, the Packers wanted to blow the Vikings out. And the Vikings, you know, the Packers and the Vikings with their late season bullshit. Uh, continue to fuck us over. We referenced 2012, uh, either the last episode or the episode before, where the Packers still had something to play for and lost to the Vikings. They laid down like dogs in that game, and that knocked us off the playoffs, and that has ended the Lovey Smith era. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, for all you conspiracy theorists out there, or where are my flat earth people? Where are you at? The Packers and Vikings only exist to ruin the Bears. They're not real NFL teams. They're plants. Where are my conspiracy theorists at? So <laughs> I agree. I don't think they are real team. I think they're plants. But you know what? The way the universe has put us in a position to be ascending right now and the Packers to be a little bit leveled out, I think they, they've hit their ceiling. I think they're primed for another disappointment. Um, we they ended our season by beating by destroying the Vikings. Now it's time for us to end theirs. Uh, a second straight year of us of them having their season, having their playoff chances diverted by a by a by a division opponent. Right. So that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm 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 hoping the Bears go ahead and give them get the lick back, get the lick back, and you know, end their season. What what you think? What, be how you think that should go? Oh, I think they're I think they're gonna do it. I think the Bears are up for this. Um there's a quote a couple of weeks ago where DJ Moore said, 
this is the game we've circled. Uh, the Packers, they were talking before the game. They were talking during the game. And I don't know you saw some of the quotes. They talked after the game. So they're definitely going to get the Bears' best best punch. And Jordan Love was uh, chirping uh, after the game saying, uh, we know how that felt last year and we're – we don't want that to happen to us again. And, you know, all the things to rile up the, the local cheese, cheese it's, but yeah, I, I like our chances going into next week against Green Bay. I like the way we match up against them. I can't wait. I can't wait. I like the, I love the way we match up against them. I cannot, every time the Packers are on the schedule, I cannot wait to Put a W in their face. Shout out to Jameis Winston. I can't wait to shut their fans up. Their fan, their fans are let already let me know. Like, oh yeah, we you know so so sorry, Bears fans. We ended your season. I mean, didn't even have to beat you this time. Cannot wait to stop. I cannot wait to shut them up. I think um, I think in addition to the game Sunday, I think um, Bears Packers fans should have a brawl. I think we should have a good old fashioned brawl. No guns. Just fists. That's what I think. If we if we have any other fans, first sports network, uh, uh, Packer podcasters, me and Pay challenge you. We 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 want to go live. We want to fight you after our team kicks. I submit a cage match. I'm all for cage it. cage match. I got any me and my boy Q. Anybody in green. After we just after we end after the Bears in this season, yeah, meet us out back. Meet us outside. Meet us out. Yeah, come catch us outside. <laughs> let's get let's 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 get the real game going. Let's fight <laughs> it out. Let's fight it out. We gonna we gonna send you we gonna send you home with the L and a black eye. I cannot wait. Let's, let's do that. Just like just like your daddies used to do in the stands, getting beat up at Soldier Field on the lakefront in the eighties. Come on, let's run it back. Let's go. No, it's just a just a simple cage match. All rules apply. What 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 is it? No no submissions. Uh, you can only lose by KO or submission. That's the okay. only way out the cage. That's the only way you get out as a winner. KO or submission. It's been a long time since I rock bottom somebody, but I I I, I can't wait. <laughs> No better person to do it to than a Packer fan. Oh yeah, I hope they end their green and yellow so I can send them home with uh with brown pants. <laughs> you know the perfect end to this game next weekend. Somebody get a hold of DJ Moore when he scores a touchdown. He has to move the Green Bay crowd. You know. I'm not a Viking fan. They, they, they are, they are ops too. The Vikings are our ops, but that made my heart smile when Randy Moss scored that touchdown and fake moon the Green Bay faithful. What made my heart smile even more was how disgusted Green Bay fans were with Randy Moss and how they tried to make this seem like this was some act of treason against the country that Randy Moss would do that in front of children watching TV. Put them damn Green Bay Packer kids to bed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if they can't take a little PG mooning, they don't need to watch TV. Green Bay is so soft. As if Wisconsin kids Wisconsin. are uh, 
as if Wisconsin kids are uh, um, pristine. <laughs> they're out there, yank- they're out there yanking on cows at an early age anyway, so they're they're good. They they they're okay with this. And you know what that 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 action from Randy Moss in the I believe that was it wasn't the NFC uh, title game. I think it was a divisional round. No, it was like a wild card. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a wild, like that. I think it was a wild card. Yeah, goaded, goaded from that point Forever on. Forever goaded for that. Yeah, that's he, when he I knew I was a Randy else. Moss fan. That's when I knew I was a Randy Moss fan. And even though Jerry Rice is my goat receiver, I will never argue with anybody that wants to put Randy Moss as their goat receiver. Just from that moment, that was a goat moment. Yep. I don't remember Randy Moss ever pulling his pants down to mock moon Green Bay Packers fans, but I remember him pulling their pants down and spanking them uh, as a kid <laughs> in the 80s and 90s. He did a lot of – man, he pulled his own pants down, but he, he spanked a lot of Terrell Buckley, you know, 90s uh, uh, Green Bay Packers cornerbacks, you know. He did that. Delta ass. Delta ass. Can't wait, man. This, this is going to be – you know, it's been an up and down season. It's been a lot of, a lot of misfires, a lot of uh, turmoil, a lot of anger. But I can I, us end of this season eight and what was it? It would be eight and uh, eight nine. nine. Yeah. Eight and yeah. nine, and ending their season that would put that would be the perfect cherry on top. I would call it a successful season. I would too. I remember we ed- we ended the Lions season when you I brought that up. Uh, this would be this would be way better than that. Ending the Packers season at home, I'm actually jealous of Lions fans and the Lions for being able to do that last year. Uh, please allow me that feeling. Ending Green Base, ending Green Bay season before the postseason, that would be great. Episode fifty nine. Yeah, this is fifty nine. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Fifty nine, top of my head. Uh, Roosevelt Colvin. Rosie. Rosie Colvin, Danny Trevathan, Ron Rivera, Chico, Chico. There's another 59 out there. I, who wore 59? Not 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 Trevathan. It was somebody in between, before him, that was wearing 59. Uh, blanking we on. We had Joe Kane in the 90s. Yeah. Um, this is a guy that was kind of frustrating for me. Uh Christian Jones wore it um during that Tressman era going into the Fox era. I'm, I don't know if you remember. He ended up playing for the Lions too. I don't even remember him. Inside linebacker. Uh there's not a lot of fond memories to to, to have between the Tressman era and Fox era. That was a five year span of Bears history that I I'd like to forget. Uh, yeah, Joe Kane. Let's see who else. Uh, Ron Rivera, Gary Campbell, Trevathan, Rosie. Uh, no one really. No one really. Uh, uh, the, the guy yeah. I remember to wear that jersey was, you know, uh, Roosevelt Colvin, Chico, Danny Trevathan. Um, I remember Christian Jones. I remember Cato June. I think that I think that guy played for the Colts. Was a pretty good linebacker. Came here for one year. I believe he played for the Colts or the Broncos. It was the Colts. Yeah, I remember him for that one year. Ron Rivera. He's probably got one more year as a head coach. Um, you think he's got one more? You said he has one more year as a head coach. Oh no no no! I'm, 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 my bad. One more game. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm about to say that's Manders thing is, is, is blowing to hell. You know, uh Washington oh, yeah. fans out there, if you uh if you have any last words to say to uh Ron Rivera, Sam Howe, I suggest you say it now. Maybe uh McLaurin, because I think they're gonna clean house. I think Chase Young and Montez Sweat were the start of it. But I think I think that commander thing is is going to full rebuild. Yeah, the way the the way our season has played out, it's put it's made some some hopes that I had for future Bears uh, coaches. It kind of put that a little bit out of reach. And one of them was uh, the office. One of them is the offensive coordinator for the DC Commandos. Um, and he'll probably be available as a casualty of war. You know, when your head coach gets fired, the whole staff gets fired. Yeah, generally speaking, I mean, you, can, you can always promote them. Um, I don't think, but you're, you're, you're probably right. They're probably just clean house. And I don't know if there's a good argument to say, hey, why don't you going to be our OC? I don't think he would take that. And that goes the same for. The uh, trying, yeah, the enemy's trying to be a head coach. And I think he deserves yeah. the opportunity. I'm not saying Definitely. he'll succeed or he'll fail, but he's put in enough work. He deserves to be rewarded. There's been guys with far less than a resume to leapfrog him and become head coach. So mm-hmm. I think I think the enemy deserves his chance to 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 succeed or fail as a head coach, just like everybody else has. Yeah, I think it's almost yeah. insulting to ask him to come be an offensive coordinator again, unless that's what he wants Agreed. to be. But I agree with you; it's almost insulting to ask him. He's proven himself as an OC. Yeah, he's gotten a lot of he's gotten a lot out of Sam Howell. Sam Howell is uh he's uh. What's the word I want to say? Serviceable, right? But he's got a he's lot a of that. Yeah, he's a bridge oh, quarterback. I don't want to go that far. I think, I mean, well, I mean, if you're not a top 15 quarterback, you probably are a bridge quarterback. So I guess, yeah. I mean, by, yeah, by, it, by a standard. If you're yeah. not top 12, I think you're – if you're not top 12, 13 in this league, I think you're a bridge quarterback. You're just a the guy they're waiting to replace. I think if you go look through 32 teams, I would say 16 of them are looking to upgrade their quarterback situation. So about 16 yeah. to 18 teams in the NFL are, 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 are actively looking. Maybe not aggressively looking, but they're actively looking. Um, come back after the season, and we're going to go through the top 15 quarterbacks. Let's see where Justin lands. Let's test that theory out a little bit further. I I, might have heard some feelings with that one. I might have made some uncomfortable truths be exposed with that one. You have to stay tuned. Well, you know, um, as they said in what was was that season two of the uh, Game of Thrones, hard truths cut two both ways. So we'll see. Episode 59. Bear down.